And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, November 29th. Hey, it's Giving Tuesday. So if you are charitably inclined, time to figure out whether or not you're ready to give some money away today. And uh, don't forget to give wisely. I think I should write about this. So I'll make sure I have something up on the website for you guys to check out. Today, we are doing an email episode, but that doesn't mean you can't send us a note and try to get on the program live. Just go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. And if you check that box at the end, Mark will get you on the air. It's very easy to do. So let's get going. Let's answer some questions. This is from Claudine who writes, hi, Jill. I love your podcast. What are your thoughts on long-term care funding? I have many thoughts. So let's hear what Claudine has to say. She says, I'm 60. I'm bewildered by the choices. Self-funding. Okay. That's easy. You just have to have a lot of money saved. Uh, universal life insurance with long-term care and annuity and annuity with long-term care, long-term care insurance itself. I may be missing other options. I'd love to hear your common sense, no nonsense thoughts on the subject. Okay. When I think about long-term care, I say, who's at risk, right? The people who are most at risk are this narrow category. It is a couple that has a net worth of, let's put it at, say, I don't know, a million, maybe a half a million to $2 million around that. And why are we talking about couples? Because when one person in a couple requires long-term care, the other person is the one I'm worried about, right? So you might have plenty of money and you can pay for your long-term care needs, except that 
if you don't survive, or even if you do survive for longer than expected, you can soak up all the money that the other surviving spouse would need. So that's why the couples thing is important. Now, let's say you have less than a half a million dollars in assets. You say, well, don't I need coverage? Well, maybe not. Maybe you spend your money down, you qualify for Medicaid, and you then will actually get long-term care coverage through Medicaid. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to go to the Medicaid facility. And you know what? Not everybody goes into a facility. A lot of people get care in the home. And if you qualify for Medicaid, that can be covered. It's simply not cost efficient to try to think you're going to be able to pay for all of your needs for long-term care if you've got a net worth of lower than $500,000. Now, the folks in the middle... You're, you do have a lot of choices. So the ones who have more than $2 million, they self-fund. You got more money, it's fine. So let's say that you have a couple and you want to look at these choices. You should look at long-term care. You can look at an annuity with long-term care riders or universal life insurance with a long-term care rider. And what I would say to you is if that's the case, you would really want someone who is a fee-only financial planner to check that out. Because you don't want the person who's putting the policy in front of you to make the analysis. You really want someone who doesn't have a financial interest in that contract. And that would be, again, a fee-only financial planner. You can get that through napfa.org. Finally, if you are single, the reason why I'm not really worried about it, even if you had a million dollars, say you spend your money down. I know it's a drag. Your kids, your heirs won't get as much money. It's okay. All right. Okay, here we go. This is from Aiden, who says, I have a substantial amount of my savings in CDs, and I'm earning about 3%. However, with inflation being more at 8% this year, means I'm actually losing 5% of my savings. Are there any investments that offer principal protection, like my FDIC-insured CDs, and that also provide inflation protection? Uh, P.S. I already know about treasury I bonds that everyone and their mother seems to be talking about. However, annual investment is limited to $10,000, so not really applicable. Hey, how about tips? Treasury inflation protected securities. So these are essentially government bonds, okay, that you can buy that have inflation protection. And since you are somewhat familiar with the I-bond. It's the same site, treasurydirect.gov. And what does a tip do? A tip has a maturity date of 5, 10, or 30 years. There is a, <laughs> there is a, it says a maximum purchase, $10 million. I hope you, do you have more than 10 million? Maybe? Anyway, um, you can have five-year tips, 10-year tips, 30-year tips. You can check them out. The par value, the face value goes up with inflation and down with deflation. Um, so you can check it out. You know, there's there's a whole lot of stuff on the treasurydirect.gov website. Um, it's under marketable securities. Tips. Tips, my man. Try that out. See if that, that floats your boat. Okay. Uh, Michelle says, I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with your listeners. I'm a 36-year-old woman who got married in 2021. My husband and I have been working with a financial advisor who has recommended life insurance and short-term disability insurance. Hmm, short-term disability? Okay, wait a minute. Each of us has a certain amount of life insurance and disability through our jobs, but it seems wise to have our own policies 
should we leave those jobs or if either of our companies downsizes? I have a million dollar life insurance policy should anything happen. My husband and I make around $400,000 combined. I'm trying to determine which level of short-term disability to get. Our advisor who works for a company that sells insurance recommends 10 years on the theory that if we were to have a child and something happened, I would have 10 years to figure out a plan. But this is, I don't think you, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Okay, so I'm a little confused because normally when you have an insurance agent and they're selling disability insurance, it's usually long-term disability, not short-term. So that's curious to me. That's number one. Number two is that if you're buying long-term disability insurance, that could be helpful. But if you think you're always going to be wage earners, it's a standard benefit through work. The time when I look at disability insurance coverage for individuals is when they're going into business for themselves. So if you said to me, I'm the type of person who really hopes to be self-employed in the next few years, does it make sense for me to get coverage for long-term disability? I might say yes, but I don't know if you need that right now. Now, the aside that you sent me, which is your husband was turned down for life insurance and wouldn't be eligible for disability either due to a medical condition, how much sleep should you use, lose over this? You shouldn't lose any sleep over because there's nothing you can do about it. So what I would tell you is I would like more information. I want you to follow up with me, but I don't think you should buy more coverage through somebody who says, I'm recommending this to you. And the only thing I can recommend to you is insurance because that's what I sell. I would much prefer if you came to me and said, hey, uh, we're working with a financial planner who thinks that we have a hole in our insurance coverage. He's recommending that we go out and find ourselves some, you know, cheap term life insurance. That's one thing. The disability thing, I don't know. I, I'm not sure you need this. So I'd like to hear more about the situation. Um, I think right now, put everything on ice until we have more information and then I will be happy to give you my opinion. This is from Julie whose subject is charitable giving. The original plan of my future first year after retirement was to use my taxable account to both pay taxes on early Roth conversions and to fund a charitable trust to boost the conversion amount to the top of the 24% bracket the, the first year before 2026 when rates rise. I listened to today's podcast and, I'm, and I am unsure if instead of my original plan to convert almost everything as quickly as possible to minimize IRMA and RMD that I might leave some pre-tax intentionally for QCD instead. Which would you recommend? I'm hoping for financial independence next endeavor at age 56, which is in 2024. My husband will be 65 at that time. We will convert most of my husband's retirement account before I retire. Mine pre-tax account is expected to be just under a million. You know, I like the QCD and, um, and I'm not sure you need to fund the charitable trust right now. But one thing that I will say, you can't do the QCD till you're 70 and a half and you're only 56. That's a long time. Those, you know, 14 years in between, you don't mention how much money you, you guys have saved already, but I mean, you can fund some money in a charitable trust. I just don't know if I would, I would go hog wild and I'm not sure it makes sense to do all of this in one fell swoop. I, I really need more information, which by the way, Julie's example here is that I really want to talk to you guys. 
because I always have follow-up questions. This is from James, who's 58 years old. He's an IT professional. He makes about 80 grand. He says, my 401k is currently valued at about $420,000, and I have a mortgage at 3.375% fixed interest, $180,000. I have minimal credit card bills, no car payments. In addition, I have a Roth IRA with just over 40,000. Two questions, should I pay off my mortgage as fast as possible? No, absolutely not. 3.375 is just not a high interest rate. If you, you he's putting 15% into his 401k, do you have any money in non-retirement assets? Maybe what I would do is instead of having extra money go into my 401k, I might build up my non-retirement, my emergency reserve fund first, and then a non-retirement account, like a brokerage account. You say that you want to retire at age 65 with your current investments. Depends how much money you spend. But the reality is I don't like paying down 3.375% fixed interest mortgage rate until you have an adequate emergency reserve fund. And again, you know, at 58, I'd really want at least a year of expenses in the bank. And then maybe instead of paying that mortgage down or putting money in the 401k, I'd open up a brokerage account. Okay. Well, that's it. That's the program. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate it. Don't forget to bookmark our website, jillonmoney.com, because all of the content is refreshed every couple of days. I'm writing, I'm on TV, there's other shows. Everything lives at the jillonmoney.com website. You can also pre-order my new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. I'm outlining 10 bold steps that is going to allow you to turn chaos into opportunity. And I think a lot of people are getting ready for some chaos next year. So get ready, pre-order, let's get it going. We thank you so much for listening. We also always remind you to please do something for someone else today. We'll make that person feel good. It will make you feel good. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.